in the high desert in the great American Southwest. Welcome to Coast to Coast AM. John, welcome to the program. Good to have you with us. You're with us. You're with us. You're with us. Welcome back to Coast to Coast PM, the number one unofficial Coast to Coast AM podcast. For any new listeners, this is a podcast where two brothers analyze the world's largest overnight paranormal radio show, Coast to Coast AM. My name is Paul, and I'm the guy that listens to this inexplicable radio show here with my brother. Hey, it's Chris. I'm the Mary Kate to your Ashley, except we don't solve mysteries around the world. We do not, but we will be solving a mystery tonight, Chris. That was a good one, by the way. (laughs) They keep getting weirder. I don't think you can get weirder with these, but you find a way. (laughs) I'm going to do my best to keep it fresh. You're you're doing a good job, and I appreciate it. Is it fresh? Yeah, it's fresh. I I just want to compliment you to all the listeners. You're really getting a professional-sounding pitch. (laughs) I've been practicing. I've been practicing. This one, this one was the first one where I was like, oh, we are we kind of do have an interesting thing going. We do. We have a we have a real podcast that has listeners, and I feel like they deserve an, an, an appropriate introduction. A step up. A step up from episode one. one. Step, well, yeah. Yeah, not much of a step up, but some sort of a step up. I could so- be wrong. I think we have stepped it up since episode one we have i think that's been an incline i hope if you agree that we've stepped it up since episode one please drop us five stars on apple or spotify and smash that follow button if you like the show because not only does that help you find more episodes helps other people find us because algorithms are a thing yeah but also like do it in real life like be a pal share it Share it with somebody you actually know, because like everyone always goes to like, you're just computer brained, be a computer. And like, let's get back to like sharing and talking about things with people. So do that too. Yeah. Put it on a uh, cassette tape and start mailing it to your relatives. Dude, listen, if you make a cassette tape of one of our episodes, send us a picture of it on social media and we will shout you out big time a hundred percent we will well chris we got an episode today that i think you and our listeners are going to enjoy okay what do we got we are going to be talking about the say rays agenda say rays say rays going back to the art bell archives from 2015 okay this is where art bell interviews a man by the name of r scott limriel who wrote a book about the Ceres agenda, which is his theory uh, that discusses a galactic order of many different alien races, including uh, alien humans, reptoids, greys, tall whites, and all of them are secretly engaged in Earth's affairs. And this is Ceres, not Ceres. So it's spelled S-E-R-E-S, but he pronounces it Ceres. Ceres. Okay, I was like, are you just saying this with a weird accent? What is going on that's, right now? That's how he pronounces Ceres. it. And he's the one. Ceres yeah, agenda. It's because I'm from the South. Uh, he's the <laughs> one that calls it that. And it's, it's going to be interesting. The beginning of the show actually starts with Arts talking about his family's life being threatened uh, and okay. there being people who are breaking in onto his property and, and firing guns. And this is ultimately why he permanently retired from the radio because this was happening. So I think right. it's going to be interesting to kind of hear, you know, what pushed Art over the edge to where he actually stopped being on the radio entirely. But then yeah. also the Say Ray stuff is pretty weird, too. So we're going to get a little Art Bell history here. Well, Art Bell history, little galactic history, little ancient aliens, too, which I know you love. Ooh, yeah. Stop it. Yeah. You Don't think that me. we you think we evolved, Chris? We didn't. We came from aliens. I already knew this, dude. We were monkey alien DNA hybrids. Close. But we will we'll get into it. It's going to be fun. We'll get but into it. Before we do that, we you got, got some st- Timmy Pinal for me, dude. We got to stop. By the Coast to Coast AM blog with Tim Banal. Give me the Tim, dude. Need some Tim in my life right now. All right. So today's article, Chris, TikTok psychic swindles Canadian woman. 
if you're going to TikTok for your psychics, you deserve to be swindled. Yeah, you just don't trust TikTok. Don't you don't you interact with anyone to be swindled, man. You know, go to the nice lady a couple of blocks away. All right. You'll get a great psychic reading from her. This is what's wrong with society is that no one goes to their local psychic anymore, man. That's Everyone's exactly just, right. It's all digital. You know, you can't have that one to one psychic relationship like you used to be able to. We don't even know who we are anymore. We've lost sight of things. And, and so did this woman. So jumping into the article, Chris, a Canadian woman is sounding the alarm over a scam in which she was allegedly built out of $11,000. First off, the word built. Is that a word? Yeah, definitely. That's, weird. That's a weird word. Don't, I don't like it, to use that. He's got the adjectives, adverbs, nouns, verbs, whatever you need, dude. He's like, I'm like starting to ap really appreciate the writing of Tim Banal. What are the odds he's just using uh, thesaurus online? I don't care. You just like the words? He's picking the right words. All right. Well, this lady built. was built Boom. out of $11,000 by self-proclaimed psychic operating on TikTok. The unfortunate cautionary tale reportedly began when uh, Marie, who has opted to not reveal her identity, it's probably a smart move, received a sizable inheritance following the passing of her stepfather last year. Uncertain Whoa. as to what to do with the money, she turned to the TikTok account of an individual out of Texas who claims to be a psychic. Although she only paid $20 for her initial reading, Marie says that this was merely the start of a months-long ordeal, which ultimately cost her a small fortune. You had to keep on paying this person, right? Yeah, you, you can't stop. I mean, unless she got, in, unless this psychic got into Marie's account and stole all of her money, there is no way that this woman swindled her, really. Well, here's here's how it happens. So, okay, I guess I, got, I don't I need to know more of the story. Yeah, she quote. Sorry, this is a quote. She was like, yeah, there's so much negativity around you. Every time she would do a reading, the price would go up. She would say, <laughs> I need more money to get rid of all this negativity. Like, I need to fix you <laughs> to end to, sorry, to that end. The cost for the psychic session soon increased exponentially until the self-proclaimed soothsayer he uses self-proclaimed soothsayer a lot. That's the second time we've heard that exact we've heard, phrase. Yeah, yeah. That's we very interesting. Self-proclaimed soothsayer. Yeah, but we're also being incredibly choosy with our articles. And I'm sure he's like, my readership has already forgotten. What was the phrasing? Self-proclaimed soothsayer. So, Self-proclaimed He really soothsayer. likes alliteration. I he think is the loves problem. alliteration. He loves it. It's, I like it too, to be fair. To be fair to Tim, I love alliteration. You know, it's flair, I guess. It's a thing that you can do. So this self-proclaimed soothsayer declared that, quote, I'm seeing 666, so we have to turn it into 999, <laughs> and indicated that Marie needed to send them $9,000 to eradicate the dark cloud hanging over her. Baller. Baller. That's a move. Well, that's a, such a baller status by the psychic. Well, and the other thing, too, is that it would make more sense if it was you have to send me nine hundred ninety nine dollars. You would think that would be the easiest one. Yeah. Nine thousand dollars. That's not the same number. Yeah. But she was like, I've she was just seeing how high she can milk this lady. Yeah. You and Marie was me. just like, oh, I got to pay you more. Oh, I got to pay you more and kept on doing it. Like, this is where I'm like, yeah, lady, I'm sorry. I don't really feel bad for you. I feel a little bad for, her, but you know, continuing uh, Marie, on. she went to Texas for her psychic readings. I would never. Those people have no attunement to the 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 spiritual realms in Texas, dude. All right, they got the spiritual realm for like cattle. You're judging I, the entire state of Texas now. You're the whole all of Texas. state. The whole state. If I wanted to know something about beef, I would go to somebody in Texas. Or high school football. Yeah. Maybe not even then, dude, you know, because their college football hasn't been that good. Oops. Hook them. All right. So if I want to know about Matthew McConaughey, I will ask somebody from Texas, but not a psychic. So, Marie, I'm sorry if you're out there. You should have been smarter with your money. So as one may have surprised by now, the true curse which had befallen the young woman was her decision to enlist the psychic in the first place. 
Despite promising to return all of Marie's money once the negative energy around her had been removed, the woman contends that the psychic kept all of the funds and stopped communicating with her. Shocker. Yeah, that was that's exactly what was going to happen. She was just like, I just got fifteen thousand dollars out of this lady altogether. I'm out. I'm running away. I'm now, out. Now I'm starting a new TikTok account. So now <laughs> realizing her mistake, she understandably feels angry and embarrassed at having fallen victim to the scheme wherein she was duped into giving, quote, a complete stranger her entire inheritance. Despite Oops. being mortified by what happened to her and it being unlikely that she can recoup the money, Marie came forward with her account to warn others about the dangers of ne'er-do-wells using modern technology to perpetuate the age-old phony psychic scam. Don't feel bad for you, Marie. Sorry. I feel a little bad. So her, her, if she's like 75 years old, then yeah, I feel a little bad for her. But if this is like a 40, 50 year old lady, dude, don't feel bad for you. No, I, I think it's actually a young woman. She's so she's 21 years old. 21. She's 21. You grew up with all this. Yeah. But her stepfather just died. I can okay. see depending on that relationship, okay. she may have been making bad decisions. Okay. All right. right. Okay. I'll, a modicum, dude, but still, it's like yes. at a certain point, at a, before $9,000, you're telling me that you're not like, maybe I'm getting swindled. I'm not saying it's a good move. I'm just saying I feel bad for her because well, she just lost and, her inheritance to a swindler. Key, key phrase here, she's Canadian. <laughs> now we're going after Canada, man. <laughs> What's next? Let's see a very small segment of people. I went after the gypsies a couple episodes ago, and now I'm going after Canadians and Texans. Yeah, we're just going to, we got a real UN man. Um, But moral of the story is don't trust people on TikTok. Yeah, don't. Don't do that. Don't send them money, at least. TikTok's free. Yeah. TikTok is free. I never, if you see something on TikTok, don't send it money. Don't send anybody don't send money. money. Don't send us money on TikTok. Well, you could send us money on TikTok. We'll figure out a different way. We're not going to make them pay through TikTok, dude. I, I, I don't refuse. even know how that would work. I think there is a way to do that, but I, I don't understand TikTok well enough. I'll never do it. All right. So, Chris, let's jump into today's episode. So okay. to, to recap where we are in the timeline, this is 2015. So Art semi-retired from Coast to Coast in 2003. But he okay. continued to guest host up until 2010. Right. He also he moved. To had a, he had a burning need for whatever reason. He could get on the air. He the man couldn't stop recording. Right. He's he is through and through a radio host. So he moved to the Philippines. He got married. He had a right. kid. Moved back to Nevada. Right. Okay. And at that point, he uh, restarted a show. It was called Midnight in the Desert. Was what he called it. And ultimately, after starting that, he retired a few months later because of security concerns. Is this syndicated only online at this point? How how is he getting played still? I believe it was mainly online, but he also did have um, some equipment out of his house that he may have been shooting through the airwaves on. Yeah, some small, smaller regional area. Right. So in at the end of 2015, he ended up permanently retiring, and then he passed away in 2018 from an accidental overdose. Okay. So this is about three years before his death, but we're going to start off with him discussing the incursions that he's had on his property. And these are the instances that ultimately led him permanently retiring. Okay. Somebody or somebody's um, don't want me on the air. It's really as simple as that. Here's what's happened here since October 21st, about uh, 1030 or so at night during my show on October 21st. A person was observed by a neighbor of mine directly in front of my studio with a rifle, and he uh, fired off several several uh, fast shots, fast rounds, either at or near my residence. Uh, the next day, of course, we searched for brass, and none was recovered. We looked for holes in the house and didn't find any. So, you know, it was like a warning, I guess. So that was the first incident. So he, what is the likelihood that he's going insane. I I honestly think it's small because there were additional instances where yeah. there were other witnesses and the cops were called. So, and there's evidence of all of this, not just art saying it. I, I have not looked up the police reports. Okay. So I can't, I can't independently verify that 
he's right. not making up the fact that you know there were police reports filed but i i do believe that this happened honestly okay because i'm just saying we've already heard these stories right of people being like there were you know six black SUVs and everyone was dressed up in suits and you know what I mean? Like yeah. we've kind of heard s- stuff like this already. And it just seems to me that it's a, how much is art playing this? You know, you mean like, is he going, is he going full crank or is he, uh, a little bit of both. Could he could be, could he be going somewhat insane or, also, I think just as likely is he's, yeah, he's telling tales, right? He's, he, this is, I can already tell is going to be a pretty interesting story. And how much is it is he knows he has a captured audience who loves this stuff anyways. And he's just like playing the game because he's doing it on his own now, right? He's not doing it with a somebody interviewing him during all this, right? It's just like him storytelling. Well, let's let's listen to the rest of the clips too. Okay, give me get, some more. Get the give me some story. more. A call was made to my home and a man's voice told me that if I went on the air that night, uh both myself and my family would be killed. But I did in fact go on the air that night. I was so angry. It was a block number, of course. Um, AT&T tells me they, they cannot recover it. Okay. All right. He's getting threatening calls. Threatening and calls. And then right before, um, or a little bit after this, there was then a man that he, he saw outside of his window. Well, a security light in the rear of my guest house here uh, went on, and there's no reason for it to go on. Uh, so I grabbed a gun and went to the rear door. This all happened very quickly. I observed a man crouch down near my studio window. As I looked down the side of the house, I could see this guy crouch by my window. And I leveled the gun. You know, he, he took off immediately. So he was getting ready to shoot this guy that he saw. Right. Yeah. Of and course. here's the thing, too. Yeah. And a reason why I, I am more likely to believe it than not is that Art's not. He goes on to discuss it a bit more. And he's not saying it's like the government who's doing it. He thinks it's like an unhinged listener. Oh, yeah. So he even says, like, I don't understand why anyone's so mad. It's just a radio show. Ah, So he doesn't think he's being stalked by, like, the FBI or, like, the deep state. He 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 thinks thinks he's being stopped by, right, like, someone someone who's just unhinged. Right. And that's that's his big concern. They've listened to Art Bell for years, and Mm -hmm. he's gone off the air now, and now they want to whatever. Yeah, so I think that could be it. And the other reason why I'm you know why why i lean towards believing him is because ultimately he stops uh being on the radio because of this i think you know he had he had a young daughter and he's like this isn't worth it and this guy loved the radio so much i think that's the only thing that could have gotten him to stop because i I think he would have just kept going until interesting yeah interesting that's what i was because i was trying to sit here and think and i was like if the you know whatever the government Mm -hmm. and or whatever crazy idea was was trying to kill him i was like why didn't they do it 10 years ago, 15 years ago? And not like he's at the height of his, well, not the height of his popularity, but definitely the height of his fame, probably. Yeah. I mean, at one point, I think he had 10 million listeners. Like it was That's the largest insane. overnight radio show in, in the yeah, country, get, potentially in the yeah. world. Oh, yeah. I did 10 million people at 2 a.m. in the morning. Yeah. Who's listening to that? A lot well, people. insane people. Which also get is another plus sign to that this is an unhinged person. Yeah, a lot of crazy people actually listen to this show, and a lot of them call in as well. So, and they and they're probably you know they're on drugs or they're on whatever. And this person you know could have just been on PCP or BZ, right? Yeah, and here's here's the other thing though, as a tick against the validity of his story is that Art Bell's accidental overdose was because he was on a lot of different opioids that were prescribed to him but he he had he was a chain smoker he had a lot of lung issues uh his health was in pretty bad decline so he was also on a lot of prescription meds so things may not have been as clear to him around these points as as it could have been so that it is a possibility that something was happening but it wasn't quite what he was perceiving or something was being played up in his head it's it's difficult to know 
he saw somebody lurking around the house and it was a city worker. Yeah, it's there's not a lot of good information outside of his recordings on the end of Art's life that I can find. Okay, interesting. So mainly relying on on his takes. Okay, cool. So that's the intro. Now we're going to jump into the conversation with Scott Limriel and the Sayre's agenda, the theory that says that humans were seeded by aliens and that they're all still here on this planet doing weird experiments all the time. The aliens are still here. All of them are here. Just hanging out. I'm well, I know the hybrids are definitely here. We're still here. No, the real aliens. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But the aliens are are here. Yeah, they're hanging out. Okay. So let's jump into Mr. Scott's first encounter with alien life forms, right? How how they talk to you to begin with? Because this guy's saying he's getting all this information directly from the aliens, right? Psychically communicating with them. So how this start? The first thing I want to ask is, how did this begin? I mean, how did you first become in touch with another race? Right. How did it go back to when I was uh, about five years old in Salt Lake City? I had an experience of suddenly leaving my body and rising above it as a fully mature adult being. Wow. And I was above the body and fully awakened for a brief time. And I looked up and I saw a sphere of energy, a transparent golden sphere of energy. And in it were mathematical equations and formulas that were really otherworldly. But I understood them. And I looked up at the stars and I saw the star patterns and I knew instantly where I was. And the only thing I could think of is, what am I doing on Earth? Which says that uh, something was done to me to put me on this planet, unconscious, unaware of everything I'd ever done before. And that's been done to everybody on this planet. And we'll get into that. Uh, Okay. (laughs) Oh, dude. So it's just, you just gave me flat out insane person. Yeah, this is kind of a crazy guy. This guy, there's no like, I've been doing the research or whatever. This guy has been psychically told that this is what happened yes that's where it's all coming from and here's all the thing psychic. chris there's a lot of these people on coast to coast so that's why i think it that is are worth psychically told things yes an enormous amount of people on coast to coast their foundation and their evidence is that they're psychically communicating with another being so this is my impression of what people mean these days of cyclically told is that they are habitually on the internet. They're just internet people. Just absorbing passively an an enormous amount of bad information. Exactly. Yeah. They like troll these ancient alien boards. And then it's like, I'm psychically being told that ancient aliens made us humans. It's possible. I mean, it's 2015, so would be a good time to to do that i think dude and that was 2015 you're still a little bit in the the uh wild west of the web when it like cost you two dollars to make a website yeah and you could put whatever you wanted on it yeah so this guy put whatever you wanted including stuff like this right yeah so this guy, uh, ever since he was a kid, he, he's getting psychic communications from these aliens. At age 11, he gets like knocked on his butt and then he, you know, his, his mind gets transported up to these UFOs and they, they keep showing him all this information about like, this is how space travel works, right? But he can't really comprehend it because he's still in his human form. Uh, but he is aware that he did have a past life. All of us have past lives and we were seated here on this planet at some point. So he's, he is able to grasp all that. But the thing is, even though he was being sort of abducted, it was not a tra- traumatic experience for him. I never had any terrorizing dreams or the typical symptoms that an abduction, abducted person from a little gray or something has had. Sure. The nightmarish stuff or the traumas or any of that. No, none of that. Which is probably pretty unusual for the time. So it's all very positive, man. He's getting good vibes off these aliens. The, the aliens love this guy. They're like, oh, man, our Scott is, are we just calling him Scott or our Scott? Just Scott. He's just Scott. Scott. We'll just call him Scott. Scotty boy. Scotty boy. So Scotty's just like going up, 
psychically hanging out with these aliens and they're like, yo, Scotty. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, man. Psychically come by. We created you. <laughs> so there is we a whole agenda. There is okay. a whole agenda with these say rays, right? They got a plan okay. in place that we're going to unpack. But okay, so that's the name of these beings is say rays. Say rays is the name of the beings. Got it. And they are the original like sentient beings in the universe. And then they spawned all of the other beings. So when it comes to grays, tall whites, reptoids, they're the OG race. The whole, the whole universe. These guys are the very first beings. Yeah. And then they have, so they're the forerunners. Mm -hmm. They're the, everything is built upon what these people have done. Yeah, and we're, this is deep lore today in this guy's brain, but it's it's the say race started all these races. They used to be really hands on. So they were able oh, to help these these right. different species of, of aliens to become intergalactic, right? To learn space. They give travel. you a kickstart. Yeah, they give you a kickstart. Right. But then they disappeared, Chris, and they stepped back and they were just gone for, you know, hundreds of thousands of years. Okay. And they're just now coming back. And that's the say Ray's agenda is that they're like, we need to re-intervene in the happenings oh, of the galaxy. Oh, interesting. Yeah. The, the, the galaxy, the universe, it's going to shit. It's, it's going downhill. That's what he's saying is that everything's going really badly, especially here on earth. And they have decided to re-intervene. They've had a reawakening that like, you know what? The universe needs us. You think it's bad on earth? Try Clagon number seven. Yeah, exactly, man. It's it's bad all over the which here's the thing that I do like about this. It is nice to know that we're all in this together across the Milky Way. It just sucks. It's everywhere. universal. It's universal. Yeah. It's a universal crap hole. So speaking of crap holes, Chris, uh, this <laughs> was that a good segue? Speaking of crap holes, speaking of crap holes, this guy also talks about his past lives because he he is able to remember his past lives. The way to think about this is almost like a Scientology thing where you have a soul and it's kind of like traveled around the, the universe and you can remember mm -hmm. these past events and past lives. And then we were seated okay. here by other species. So although your soul is trapped here, it, you've been all over the place. And this right. guy remembers what he used to be. And I think you're going to like what you have to hear, Chris. Now, do you remember earlier you said that they showed you what you were before you were on this yes. earth? Uh-huh. What were you? I was an ambassador between many world systems, and my, my expertise was keeping people from going to war. I was very good at it. Boy, we could sure use you now. Before this show is over, I want to share with you and your listeners not only a way you can immediately protect yourself, but connect with and gain the protection you need to continue doing your work. Okay. It's a pretty big statement. It is. Okay, so we'll put that aside for now. Put that aside. Put down the, put... the ultimate protection spell. Put that aside. We'll get there. In Caddyshack, when uh, Bill Murray tells his Dalai Lama story. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Lama, how about something for the effort? <laughs> so... Number one, this is classic. I was a pharaoh in a past life. Like this guy yeah, not only is an time. alien, uh, not only, you know, has these past lives, but he was like the super awesome ambassador that kept everyone from going to war. Right. So that's cool. And then not only that, but he also has certain techniques that you could use to protect yourself and, and to raise your consciousness up uh, to, to be able to speak to the say raise yourself. And But we're going to put a pin in that. And we're going to get to that, according to him. We're going to get to that eventually. Just keep it in your pocket. That's coming. That's coming, baby. Which also... They're classic salesman. Yeah. Cla classic salesman. I'm like, well, crap. I got to listen to the whole thing now. Well, I literally... That's what I thought. That's why I listened to this whole stupid episode was because I was like, I have to know what this is. What is this he technique? Never, does he ever give it to you? Yeah, we're going to go over it. Okay. All right. We're going to okay. go over it. <laughs> that would be the best if he was like, <laughs> just, just ran out of time. <laughs> all right. All right. I can tell you how to protect you and your family from these interlopers. I can tell everyone how to be safe in, in a nuclear apocalypse. What? I got to, I got to run, you know, gotta run. over. Sorry. Sorry. Next time. I'm on a tight 55, tight 55. Yeah. That's part two. Don't worry about that. So we will get to that. Uh, 
which which will be interesting. But before we do that, he's got to finish building this world out, right? This is some classic world building. Right. So, number one, it all started because, Chris, he did do his research, okay? I realize you're trying to say this guy doesn't have any any backing on this, but he did some research on Earth's history, and it helped him come to these conclusions. I began to put together the elements of an ancient history that people on Earth have been deliberately manipulated not to recall, and they should. This goes back into my discovery that no human being ever evolved on this planet to begin with, ever. Not from monkeys, not from an amoeba, from a primordial swamp. They were brought here during 50 million years when this planet was habitable by human beings after the dinosaurs were made extinct. What you're you're telling me is that um, uh, the the seeding of humanity here on Earth was done by these say rays, yes? Originally, yes. And we'll get into that. So we were all brought here. And he, okay. he has laid out this entire theory in his book, right? Yeah. I mean, I, it's nothing that I haven't really heard before. I at least, if you're going to give me that I was brought here, I would rather be half monkey, half alien hybrids, because I still want to be of the Earth. Yeah, you want to Battlestar Galactica. Right. I, I want... Yeah, right. Yeah. I want to take I want to be a part of this planet somehow. Not I, and I guess in a weird way you could argue like well we've been here for so long or whatever, right? So like we've gotten some of the earth inside of us, but not really, man. No, no, this guy takes all that away. And the other thing he takes away too is that, you know, humans are seated here by other humans that are at, like aliens, right? So there's humans out there in the Milky Way somewhere right that we are copied after so that's where we come from and there were also other you know species of aliens that were seated here before us so right. there were previous civilizations one of them being atlantis people love working atlantis and stuff like this yeah to get atlantis in yeah there. so they got destroyed um i like atlantis too though so i'm not gonna hate too much on that yeah you gotta mix it up so they were destroyed uh and then now and then they were like well we gotta put something else down here so they started throwing humans in in my overarching theory atlantis will be in there <laughs> when you when you're on coast to coast eventually when when i'm on coast to coast selling my book that i've psychically received it's it atlantis is a little scientology though honestly it's it a really lot is. it's actually a shocking amount of scientology so far yeah, yeah. he's changed it up some and actually, his changes I like better. Yeah, there he makes as I'm qualifying this because it's all relative. I feel like he's making it a little less silly, although it's all yeah. still very silly. Right. Yeah. We're, we're but I'm not attached by thousands of alien souls yeah. that are on my all body. that kind of. I just stuff. have the yeah. one soul. Right. All so, that kind of stuff is ridiculous. Yeah. He's taking a lot of the ridiculous stuff out. Yeah. But speaking of the ridiculous, Chris, uh, oh, yeah. humans... oh, oh, he's taking it all out. Huh? Yeah, still some in there. Uh, speaking of the ridiculous, he also says that all humans uh, should be able to be telepathic, but they have kept us yeah. from this ability. I when Not I was this. writing the book, because when I write, I see through what the pineal gland in the middle of the brain, which is a uh, really a tool that the being soul or what people from other worlds call the atma uses to see into other realities and know things for themselves. People call it intuition today, but to many millions, hundreds, even billions of beings on other worlds in just one quarter of our Milky Way galaxy alone, the function of telepathy is normal. They speak with vocal cords. They live at least a thousand years at least, and they have photographic memories. This is normal. Hmm. Now, people on Earth do not consider that normal. No. They've been deprived their normal functioning in a very diabolical, diabolical way anyway for a very long time. It's just normal, dude. Uh, I'm going to give him a pass on that one, dude. I'm actually some of that, you know, he says he says it a little bit stronger than I ever would. But like, I definitely believe that humans do have extrasensory capabilities and different people do have stronger or weaker abilities to reach some of those extrasensory abilities and you can you can develop them and you can make them stronger we just don't really talk about how to do all that stuff you know it's like 
people who have a, a developed sense of taste or people, you know, snipers who can see super far or people who have perfect pitch. And like, you know, I, I would have to imagine that there's like people who feel really well, blind people, right, have like incredible senses of touch. And I think there probably are some extra senses. What those are exactly, I don't know. How you would develop those, we're not, it's not something that humans, you know, it's considered silly, right? Like, oh, extrasensory capabilities? What do you mean? And I'm like, I don't know if I really mean telling the future or being able to lift stuff with your head, but like kind of sensing things or, or sensing people's intentions almost you know again it's not like i can read directly what's in your head but like i can kind of know your energy almost yeah. so i'm gonna give me a class on some of that stuff dude yeah well it well specifically this guy is referring to telepathic communication as something that we should be able to do but we have been and eventually we will be able to well we, but we have been implanted with these devices that keep us from doing that Oh, there's devices in me right now that stop me from being able to do this. It's it's implants. I believe it actually may be an implant in your genetic coding. That's what he's referring to. Oh, now yeah. that is interesting. Yeah. You put a little splice in and they just completely take it out of us. That's the smartest way to do it. Maybe that's where the, the monkey comes from, is that you are a little terrestrial. They just splice a little bit of dumb monkey in you. And then that keeps you from being able to talk to the aliens in space. That's a cool part of this theory. Yeah. That's a cool, that's one that I haven't really heard before. The, that how they took our abilities away from us was changed our DNA. Well, and that's, that's why we aren't psychic. That's why we don't live a thousand years. That's why we don't have photographic memories, which he talks about photographic memories a lot which yeah. is the least impressive thing that he brings up. Like there are people with photographs. That's another great, that's another great addition to what I'm talking about. Photographic memories. Yeah. So that that's all going on. But what do you also get this, to Chris? Sorry. Why would the say rays do this to us? Well, let's jump in, right? You know, who, who are these say rays? Yeah. Let's, okay. Let's jump into that too. Just kind of give you a little more background. Yeah, I'm gonna, I need to know more about these people who are messing with my DNA. Yeah, which is really not cool. Like, don't mess with the They go back many billions of years. The Seyrays immortalized their physical bodies over one billion years ago. They are responsible. They're, the, they're like the, the senior race behind the reptilians, the tall greys, the small greys, human beings, and every bipedal form that's spacefaring. And they were all benevolent at one time. Okay, so, so you acknowledge uh, you acknowledge that these other races you just mentioned that a lot of people are very familiar with are in fact in contact and monitoring us or doing whatever they're doing, but they're here. Yeah, they're definitely looking over this planet right now, and in more ways than it ever existed before in history, in galactic history, and this has only started three or four years ago. So they're all here. Now, with those say rays, they stepped back. And then right. we were seated by all of these other aliens. Mm. So once, once you know, Papa Alien was gone, all the kids started playing, and they started making right. a mess of things. Right. And that's right. how Earth came to be. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. So we weren't we weren't created by the Say Rays. We were created by another group of aliens. By this, yeah, the Say Rays created other aliens. Those aliens created us. Oh, now that is interesting. Yeah, so this is a little bit like Gnostic Christianity, where there is the main god who had a bunch of smaller deities, and then those deities made humans, and then the big god took pity on humans and like breathed life into them. And that's like right. the classic like Gnostic way of looking at the Bible. Right. Uh, god doesn't actually care about us; he just took pity because his his minions created us. That's basically what's happening here. Holy cow, dude! I mean, it's going to be like us creating artificial intelligence. Yeah, honestly, yeah. Right. It's like the created has become the creator. Yeah, we make artificial intelligence, and then we all blow ourselves up, and then the AI is out there making other stuff. Right, right. And they're just like, and they're like, our creator gave us this planet. Yeah. They were walking monkeys. And a thousand years from now, everyone's going to be like, the fucking talking monkey god, what? 
What is he talking about? Crazy robots, man. What's he talk talking naked monkey? This this robot's an asshole. Yeah. Stop talking, dude. And it's telling us to do stuff. It's making up rules. Yeah. So that's that's the say rays. That's how we came to be. Now, those aliens are still here on Earth hanging out. So you have good and bad or benevolent and malevolent extraterrestrial influences here and always have. And under that treaty, they've been allowed to have secret bases in small places on the planet, good and bad, for millions of years for scientific research and to bring certain beings here. So we're honestly here as like a science experiment for them. Right. Interesting. Yeah. So they're studying humanity uh, and they're also making treaties with us. That was what I was curious about. So our elite power structures do know about these things. Yes, they They know about all the different aliens. They know that we're the the bastard children of a fallen species. They know that there's this say raise people. They are our power structure are fully aware of all this. And guess who it goes back to? Mm, the Illuminati. Eisenhower. 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 This is all his fault. Yeah, give it to me. I want to know. What a lot of people don't know is that Eisenhower met with two races, two types of beings. The first one he met with were benevolent human. And they offered to change this world. They're not, they don't force their will on people. They offered to give us the technology, spacefaring technology, and let us play among the stars. But they had one requirement, and this is true. Nuclear weapons, radioactive isotopes, are illegal outside of this planet. That's not the power source they use. That's not how they get around. So they came and were just like, nope. Like, y'all got to get rid of these nukes. We don't like nukes. I'm liking this lore, dude. Anti-nukes. This is good lore, dude. Okay, but now there was a second one. Now there's a second alien race. Now that there's comes a second in. one. Oh, dude. And these guys are going to be no good. And guess what, dude? Way worse vibes. As our former president would say, some bad hombres. Exactly. They are indeed. So the second alien race comes to Eisenhower after we clearly reject, you know, giving up our nukes. We're not going to do that. So the good guys leave. Bad guys come in. Come down yeah. at the door. Oh, yeah. Please. The treaty allows another group to, to approach Earth. They, they are not supposed to directly reveal themselves or intervene. So they broke the treaty to do this. But they met with Eisenhower a few months later. And those guys were guys that really scared them because they weren't human. And they said, look, you can make a treaty with us to get some of our advanced extraterrestrial technology. And they said very cleverly, if you don't sign a treaty with us to get the technology that you want now that you've met us, We'll go to the Soviet Union, and we'll make a treaty with them. We'll make them the preeminent power on this planet. Good threat. But what Eisenhower didn't know is they were already in the Soviet Union doing the same thing with Premier at the same moment. That's how we got into this treaty with the wrong group, dealing with classifying things, keeping things classified, and making weapons based on extraterrestrial technology, a secret space program that's been going on parallel to NASA since it began. We got to the secret space program. It happens. Love it, dude. Love but, it. I have I have no problem with this lore whatsoever. Um, he's got some pretty good lore. Here's my only issue with it, right? Is okay. that I, I remember when we took, uh, you know, AP English, one of the things that was discussed was that you always want to have a little bit of moral ambiguity in your story. Right. right? You got to. Right. That's, that's what makes really good literature, right? Yeah. That's why. You know, Harry Potter, it's a little too clear who's good, who's bad, kind of boring. Right. With this, it's, it's you know, there's the good guys and then the bad guys. He, he calls them the malevolent aliens versus the good aliens. And I'm like, you know, isn't that, should it be that clear cut? I feel like we could add a little ambiguity here. I'm going to, I'm going to disagree with that just a little bit. I imagine that there will be more warlike races and there will be more peace loving races and I, races. And I think that will make them overall more morally positive or negative. So we're going to have like a Klingon situation versus, you know, some Vulcans or something. Right. And Klingons at the end of the day were positive. Right. But they were first seen as very negative. 
And yeah, so I warriors. think there will be instances of that happening, right? Where it seemingly we think these things are very negative, but when you get to the underneath of their culture, they probably are do-gooders or whatever it is, right? Yeah. But then you have something like the Ferengi, right? Who are just like, you know, steal crap and like try to cheat you all the time and stuff like that. And that's going to be, and they were so, they were, you know, they would run away from everything, which made them terrible fighters. Yeah. But it's just, even with escape artists within the societies, I mean, human society is very diverse in terms of belief structures and approaches in a lot of ways. I agree with you completely, but I think once a species is at a point where they are a, an actual inter-solar system planet, probably maybe closer to interplanetary or inter intergalactic. Once you're at that point, I just have this feeling that there is going to be more of an overall culture for the species. Yeah, it's possible. I, I guess in my head, I always, I always take uh, the expanses take, right? Where it's these kind of divergent groups of the Martians versus the earth versus the belters. Um, I think that's, I always, I find that the most fun in my opinion, where it's like a game of Thrones situation. That's what I like the most, but you know, that's exactly why I clarified though. That's exactly why I clarified because I think you're right. I think interplanetary within our own solar system, there is still plenty. We can still think so small minded. But I think once you get intergalactic, right, when you're going from solar system to solar system, the amount of technological know-how will solidify the peoples, especially the ones who are going out on these missions. Because I think if this is right, then there's only a couple of reasons why you would be doing this, right? Warfare, taking over enslaving or scientific knowledge yeah it's possible i mean that's really your only two choices or habitation yeah habitation i almost kind of put in the first one yeah kind of expanding out and colonizing versus well it could be like trade things like that but i I, trade you know right i I think what also would help with the (laughs) capitalists um, right (laughs) yeah exactly yeah the the mercantilists yeah Um, the mercantilist uh peoples yeah i think what would also help with with creating that cohesive identity amongst the species is having another sentient species out there where there now is an other right versus us it would you would be forced to make such a a distinction in your mind that I think it would like almost in a good way, break the populace. Yeah. Well, Chris, what what is rebuilt is much better than before, Mm -hmm. but it would collectively break the minds of our whole entire species. Once we meet another intelligent being from another planet. Yeah, and speaking of breaking minds of species, Chris, uh, that happened to the reptilians as well. Yeah, oh, they, of course, were broken, dude. They're reptiles. So they used to be cool. They used to have the good vibes, and then <laughs> they now have the bad vibes. And there's a really yes. specific reason for that in this little. Oh, my God, I can't wait. That goes back to a group that you've probably heard of a white ring reptilian race somewhere in your travels. Well, I've heard of, of course, the reptilians, white rings. I don't know. White wings. Wings or wings. Okay. Um, Not particularly. They they came into this, what we call this parallel dimension from another parallel dimension. Um, They were worse than the reptilians were, and they conquered this reptilian race here, which were vegetarian back then and quite benevolent and quite good in galactic alliance history at the time. They conquered a world and this is really important, they conquered a human world during a war they started. They inspired the, first they got control of this reptilian race and implanted them with terrorizing subconscious images to make them be tools to go out and terrorize the universe. That's how this started. That's how the reptilians became evil. Wow. Yeah. Holy cow. Dude, this guy has deep lore. This was really hard to put together for an episode. Yeah, I bet it was, dude. This guy does have deep lore. Mm-hmm. It's complicated. Oh, that's a pretty good book. It, uh, it probably is a, a fun book. It's probably pretty interesting. Yeah. 
I, a lot of this stuff on Coast to Coast would make a great sci-fi book. Yeah. Well, what he's essentially done is he's also, he's taken a lot from the Star Trek world. He has, yeah. He really has taken a lot. Now he's developed some things and changed things, but a lot of it is very much Star Trek world. It really there is. Was a, yeah. There was kind of, there were, you know, there was seating and there were multiple human-like beings out there and stuff like that so the thing he's I mean, missing he's is the prime directive though yeah he's definitely missing that because that's yeah that's the thing with this is that it's just a bunch of aliens messing with us they're all trying to make different just treaties they've right. set up secret yeah. governments um they right. actually have prevented nuclear war there have been like 20 different instances according to scott where someone pressed the button to shoot nukes between the u.s and russia during the cold war and, and the aliens kept it. shutting it down because they're like we're not allowing nuclear war yeah the benevolent the benevolent aliens are just like we hate nukes that much we're not even going to let you send them yeah which is interesting that they were that is that. interesting. That is interesting. And it's interesting that they do have a distinction between energy and medicine mm -hmm. for nuclear reasons. Yeah. Yeah. Well, kind of fascinating. What this all boils down to, Chris, is the Ceres want to help us, right? They want to start intervening. Right. They recently went through a consciousness change because something appeared to them that I call a new ray or a. a, 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 a what I would call a, a, an expansion ray, an energy that helped them to understand how they should take responsibility again for some of the younger races and step in because people down here are destroying themselves. And So the vibes came in to help them. Uh, right. Right. Interesting. Got to get the vibes. So a, a ray of, of knowledge came down from the universe. This is very esoteric. It doesn't really explain what this yeah. is. But there was a, a creation ray that, you know, was brought to them. And then that's when they started. Creating oh, these man, life forms. dude, I, for whatever reason, I was thinking he was talking about like a ray gun or something. No. He's talking about a literal ray from the, the, the center of the universe. Yeah. That pulsed through the whole universe. Yes. And then hits them. And they're like. The first time it happened, they're like, we need to make life. Second time it happened, they're like, we need to re-intervene with the life and, and what they're doing now because they're screwing everything up. The whole ecosystem of the universe is going awry, so we have to intervene with these beings. And that's why they reached out to him to help humans unlock their brains so that we can psychically communicate with them and then raise our consciousness level and then help to improve the vibes of the overall universe. Boom. That's the series agenda. <laughs> Every little bit helps, dude. It does. That's for sure. That's absolutely for sure. That's incredible. I love that idea. Now, Chris, I promised you that we would get to how this guy thinks that you can raise your consciousness. So it starts off with a caller that calls in and he's a little skeptical. Yeah, because I'd his his. But here's why he's skeptical. It's not oh. the reason he might think. Okay. <laughs> it's not because this is ridiculous. It's because his girlfriend is psychic. Oh. And she's never, in all of her past life regressions, she's never found any alien memories. And therefore, this has got to be some BS. Wow. We're doing psychic versus psychic telephone battle. Yes. I it's awesome. Can't wait. I'm calling up uh, from a little hamlet in Canada where uh, my girlfriend, uh, bride to be, uh, does a little bit of um, sort of past life regression and and dream searing and and the like and and going through all of their dreams they've never been able to f she's never been able to find uh, anything about these aliens so I have to ask you Scott do you have a single fact to back any of this up like where's the proof my friend where's the proof I love how sassy this guy is about that too where he's like talking about his girlfriend's psychic past life regressions yeah. and then right. he's calling bullshit where's on this guy the because, proof where's the proof because the proof because my psychic girlfriend says your psychic is crap so here's his response crap Here's his response, and it's great. It's good. He's got good, good. He's got good response. What I'm going to share a little later on the program, if you st stay listening, I will share with Art and everybody what I use and how I do it. Scott, uh, what do you ask for as proof? Well, that's what I'm getting to. Okay, please. If, if I here's here's an example I'll use. If I had 
all the classified documents that are in the Pentagon about extraterrestrials, secret space program, what went on, who did what with what, where, on no. the moon and on Mars. No. And I laid them out for Art Bell or you. Yes. They wouldn't do anybody any good because, number one, you couldn't prove they were authentic. Number two, you weren't there to experience. So how do you know any of it's true? So great defense there. What's even the point of sharing great the point. information? You wouldn't believe it. Yeah. Wouldn't believe it. And then Art keeps pushing him on this. And then finally he gets him to reveal the the way that we can expand our consciousness, what his like one trick is to save all of the vibes in the world. That's all I wanted, dude. That's why I've been listening this whole time. Well, and we finally found it. It is you, you, are you familiar with the uh the ohm meditation yeah. technique, Chris? Absolutely. Where for those uninitiated. Repeating the sound Om, which was allegedly the, the sound when the universe created itself or was created by God. And meditating using that will help you reach a higher state of consciousness. It's a very effective, like mantra technique for meditation. Uh, it's basically that, but with the sound oh. Hue. Oh. Great work. Great work. It is that, Chris, but with the sound hue, which resonates within like your pineal <laughs> gland. Hugh? You. Like Hugh Hefner? Like Hugh Hefner. Oh my. You just God. have to do that. I'm not saying I'm not doing that one. People well, he does it for us. Okay. So we don't gotta worry. Yes. If you remember the old ohm that came out of India so many ago, ohm. Um, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, when you do that, it vibrates the throat and chest area. You know, yeah. People need to experience this for themselves. But when you do the hue, it vibrates basically the pineal gland, the center of the brain, upward. Uh, okay. That's number one. You. Well, it's like you. So, emphasis on the you. On a long, drawn-out tone, okay, got it. you set up a connective frequency. You got to do the hue. Dude, I felt my pineal gland shake. Did you feel it? Did you? Did I you felt did you feel the vibrate, dude. I'm going to start healing now. I mean, it's the way of protecting yourself, your family, and connecting with aliens. Is that it, it breaks the, uh, the, the impairment that's been put on you by the aliens so you can finally have that psychic communication. That's interesting because I thought the break, I thought it was in our DNA. And so that, the hue is breaking my DNA. Yeah, that's that's an interesting uh, and very perceptive take there, Chris, that is not addressed in this conversation. Okay. All right. Okay. So we got one last caller as our as our final clip. And this guy's like, dude, you seriously, you got to have some evidence. And Art agrees with him. Art's pushing back as well. I was going to say, you can tell that Art is starting to get ticked. Art's getting frustrated. I think he was expecting something else from this guy. He did not right. get what he thought. Right. He didn't read the book, apparently. He didn't. He the art's older at this point, you know, he's not doing as much legwork and yeah. uh, a little disappointed. Definitely. Hey, art, I'm calling in because I mean, this guy he sounds very interesting, but why does he keep dancing around when you're asking him for proof? He just well, because he doesn't, he doesn't have it, he doesn't really answer the questions because he doesn't have it. He doesn't have proof. you guys are expecting me to, to have a spaceship land in front of you while we're talking on the show. Is that what you're after? Um, I'm willing to accept the fantastic. That's what this show is all about, examining the possibility of the fantastic. And I'm willing to accept it. I just want some kind of proof, something that says, hey, look, this is real. If you begin to send out the hue under your own efforts of your own will, you'll get that proof. So just he's not hewing, and that's the problem. You got to hue. You got to hue. And really, it's art's bad for being such an idiot, not hewing yeah. more. Start hewing some more art and you'll get it. So, Chris, that was the Say Ray's Agenda by Scott Limriel. Scale of one to five hues. What, what do you give this guy? Story-wise, I'm giving him at least four hues. I think this story is great. It's fun. There's some interesting things. Uh, he goes a little bit more in depth, but really, at the end of the day, many people, so maybe more of a three, many people have kind of walked this line. Mass Effect walks this line. Like I said, Star Trek walks this line. The Expanse kind of walks this line. We're at the very beginning of the process in The Expanse, but that's kind of what it's building up to. 
So yeah, maybe more of a three for story. It's a good story. Fun story. Very interesting. I'm going to give him a one for like Graham Hancock gives me what he considers to be proof. Yeah, he attempts to, he, he there is evidence that he uses to support his argument that is real things. I, I could have stopped at Graham Hancock when he just showed me all the different flood stories about the world being destroyed and people flocking up to mountains. He, I could have seen all those and been like, at least you did some legwork. At least you collected all those stories. You read a book somewhere. This man is just 100% psychically getting it. Yeah. And it's just like, dude, I mean, talk about Eisen, like something that actually happened in Eisenhower's time. Like in 1952, he was at, you know, and you can at least connect that Eisenhower was at this place at this time or something. Some sort of foundation, right? And that's that's one of the things that I do like about Art Bell is that he does call that stuff out because he is t- constantly looking for proof points where right. he's like, okay, this is he wants your the story. Proof. Yeah, and he's he like, all right, what, what can you check off of that story, right? You know, you can right. verify that this person was actually there at that time or, mm-hmm. you know, other people saw something like this. So, yeah. like, you know, I'm not going to call him, like, an investigative journalist, but he does at least have a little bit of, like, investigative threads running through him where he wants some sort of proof point. Right? He's talking to these people because he wants to believe. Yeah, yeah. I think at the end of the day, genuinely, Art Bell wants to believe this crazy stuff. Yeah. And I think so. I'm going to give Scott a one because of the fact that he one got few. smacked across the face by a, a guy times. with a psychic girlfriend. Yeah. A, a little bit. It when the rough. guy with the psychic girlfriend takes you down, I'm not very impressed with your argument and, and Canadian, no less. We have one hue, one hue for Scotty. Uh, poor Scotty. Yeah. So that has been, the say raise agenda, Chris. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, I did the, very yeah. much. It's, it was uh, an interesting take on uh, ancient aliens, but it, I like I like the History Channel's version of ancient aliens more. At the end of the day, it's no fingerprints of the gods. We'll say right. that. So uh, that's that's been the show. We hope you enjoyed it once again. Smash that subscribe button. Drop us five stars. Share us with a friend if you enjoy the show. Uh, and we will see you next time. All conspiracy, all the time. Later.